0: Are you gonna? Are you gonna add the chip in later? Yeah, I'll, I'll add the chip in later. Okay. Hey guys, you're listening to the Chips for Lunch podcast. My name's John. I'm alongside my co-host Chris.
1: I'm, oh, damn it! I missed stuff already. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. And we'll do it live.
0: Hey guys, you're listening to the Chips for Lunch podcast. My name is John. I'm here alongside my co-host Chris.
1: I don't know what to say because you already introduced myself. I'm not going to be that weird guy that goes, "Hey,
0: <laughs> well, you like already introduced said, me." <laughs> like I said, I'm here with Chris. So this is the first episode of the podcast. So bear with us, guys. We're probably going to have some, uh, you know, some awkward moments or some weird pauses and things like that. We're just getting used to the software. But, um, you know, we are here in quarantine and figure what else Mm -hmm. is there to do. Um, So we're going to start off here just by kind of, you know, why do we want to do a podcast? So, Chris, I'll let you take the floor here and kind of go over what what you uh, your inspiration was. Well, for a couple of reasons, because uh,
1: one, we've been talking about this for a very long time. And uh, the first time we tried, it did not go great because we didn't really have an agenda We tried to talk. We turned on the video camera, and we all froze up. Uh, This time is a little different because we have an agenda, and we have nothing else to do. We are not allowed outside. We are not allowed in the public. Uh, I've been out of work for weeks now. So it's just all our ideas uh, coming to life finally.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of like you know, it sucks not, well, first of all, I'm really lucky because I I have my job and I still have to work every day, but Mm -hmm. it sucks like not being able to go out of the house and things like that, but it gives you a lot more time to do things that you want to do. I'm just a naturally lazy person. There's not much that I want to do. So I feel like I haven't accomplished too much during the quarantine, but (laughs) I know a lot of people are using this time to, to work on passion projects and things like that. But, um, you know, the reason why I wanted to start the podcast was I realized we talk on the phone for what hours at a time, just about random stuff nothing in particular and um i realized like you know why don't we record this and and put this online
1: yeah
0: um figure people might you know get a kick out of it so um you know you said we we have an agenda it's kind of a loose agenda it's going to be a free-form podcast we're just going to kind of talk about whatever whatever pop culture um movies even stocks you know we're both kind of into the stock market we don't really know much about it in terms of you know reading graphs and things like that but hey uh, you know, we enjoyed that, that kind of stuff, investments and things like that. So we'll talk about all the money that we lost and, uh, that we've given back, especially during this crazy time, but, um, just a little bit of a donation to help the economy. Yeah, if you, exactly. We're just trying to get the economy back <laughs> on track. Um, so anything that you, uh, you want to bring up that you, you're looking forward to talking to about on the podcast that I missed?
1: I'm I'm really looking forward to just getting out our ideas. I feel like we have some pretty good conversations. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to charge people to listen to our ideas. <laughs> Maybe someday.
0: Yeah, right now the um, the, the plan yes. is that we're going to be free, and then once you guys start liking the podcast, we're going to start moving to a paid subscription. <laughs> I'm
1: just kidding. At least seven ninety nine a month. Yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, I mean, we can get yeah, started. So the talking... podcast is basically going to be about everything, oh, okay. anything, and uh, mm-hmm. I feel like we should get started with. Uh, the obvious elephant in the room quarantine how has it affected you what have you been doing during
0: it um you know what do you miss most about real life so i mean it's weird because like not a lot has changed for me in terms of like work and things like that so i'm still working 9 to 5 monday through friday so my days it hasn't changed too much in terms of the daily grind and, and working it's just weird not going out and driving my car to the office and and seeing my my coworkers and stuff like that but with technology mm-hmm. and things it's so much it's so easy to keep in touch with all my coworkers and stuff we we do zoom meetings and things like that so mm-hmm. the the work stuff hasn't really changed i'm still being pretty productive surprisingly i thought that i wouldn't be but um yeah i mean it hasn't really affected me too much i definitely miss if you were going to ask me what I miss the most, it's definitely coffee. Yeah. I drink the carrot, yeah. but it's just not the same. Like it just it tastes terrible compared no. to like you oh. know, Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts. I'm definitely saving money, but um, I, I would go for a nice coffee from Starbucks right now.
1: So that's the funny thing. So what you've been doing is pretty normal because you're working your 9 to 5 from home. But for me, for anyone who doesn't know, I own a transportation company and we take kids to school and home. So, since March 13th, school's been out, and we've all been out of work. So, I literally have to find something to do from when I wake up in the morning till when I go to sleep at night. And it's uh, led to some pretty strange things. I feel like, you know, I didn't know where money was coming from for the longest because I didn't know if we were going to get paid because we weren't, you know, taking these kids to school or not. So... I've been trying to save money, but I've been using this quarantine. as kind of justification to spend money on things that I usually wouldn't have. It's kind of, like I psych myself up to do these weird things. So I'm on Amazon. I'm looking at things to do for the quarantine. I find this, uh, steamboat Willie first appearance of Mickey mouse Lego set. And I've seen this, I've seen this at the Lego store a thousand times. And I thought to myself, whoever spends $90 on this is insane. And I ended up buying that. Now, not only did I buy that when I didn't know where my next you know, money was coming from, but I, I'm justifying it because I'm thinking, well, this will take up uh, four hours of my day. So it's kind of uh, the mentality that I'm living life with now is that if uh, it's going to take up a few hours of my day, I'm going to spend however much on it. And it's a very dangerous uh, mindset to be living with right now.
0: You remember how we said, guys, that we're into the stock market and we don't <laughs> know what we're doing and how we lose a lot yeah. of money? Here's exactly why. It's a dangerous thing to do when you don't know where your money <laughs> comes from you spend 90 bucks on, the, on a Lego set. but Lego Have you ever been to a Lego store? Benefit, uh, in New York?
1: No, in Cherry Hill, the mall.
0: No, I've never been a Lego fan, even as a kid. I, I had a, like a Lego set when I was a kid, but I, I never liked it. Actually,
1: I think like three years ago, they opened up the Lego store at the Cherry Hill Mall, and I was fascinated by not the sets, but how much they were charging for them. You, oh, throw, uh, you throw Mickey Mouse on a boat, and you can charge $90 for it, and ev- everything's just overpriced for these pieces of plastic, but – I never understood why he would buy these until I realized, like all these retired people are spending hundreds of dollars on these things. I'm sure I'm sure so many people's grandparents have Lego cities in their basement and they don't care because it just gives them something to do. I'm about two quarantine weeks away from spending five hundred dollars on the Magic Kingdom castle.
0: <laughs> well, I guess it's like and, I, and I wouldn't even care. It's like any other yeah. collectible. It, it's worth it to whatever somebody's going to pay for it. I mean, you look at, like, for example, Funko Pops. Yeah. I'm into collecting Funko Pops. And uh, I recently got into it. And by the time I got into it, mm-hmm. excuse me, a lot of the Funko Pops that I wanted were vaulted. So that means, like, they're no longer being sold. So I want to complete my Breaking Bad mm-hmm. collection. And it's like, okay, I could have got this for seven ninety nine when it came out. And now I'm looking on Amazon or on eBay, and it's 50 bucks for one pop. So it's, you know, it's like anything else. And also the thing with Legos is I feel like, they're constructed pretty well. I, I've never played with the Legos, but you yeah. have to be in order to build those things. So I guess it's, you know, it's money well spent if you're gonna if you're into that kind of collecting stuff. I've never been into into Legos. I never I don't want to pay money to do work.
1: <laughs> and see, that's the difference. Is now I'm paying uh, money to be able to work because I yeah. have no war. Legos,
0: man, Legos actually, work. Legos oh, Legos are actually.
1: Oh, it took me four hours to build that. That was a hard ninety dollars spent. But anyway, so that's what I've been doing, just really trying to keep busy. Um, I miss, the thing that I miss the most is spending money, uh, not on Amazon, spending money at, I I miss going to the grocery store. I miss doing Mm -hmm. stupid stuff like that. Me and my mom would go out, just to go window shopping or go to the dollar store or go food shopping. And not only do I miss doing that now, but I'm going to miss doing it when this whole quarantine is lifted because I'm not going to want to go back into a supermarket for at least six more months after this thing is lifted. Just because this has opened all of our eyes to how gross the world is.
0: Oh dude, I was just, I was thinking the same thing. It's like, so like, I think about like situations that I've been in in the past, like going to a concert, right? And you're standing in the pit or something like that. You know, you're like, you know, in college when we, went to, when we went to the concert and we're standing there and we're literally standing next to five dudes with no shirt on, sweating bullets in the middle of the summer. Yeah. And it's like disgusting. It's like, why would I ever want to do that? Before the quarantine, I was, I was really – I forgot that you guys don't know. I'm into the UFC and I was looking into joining a Brazilian jiu-jitsu gym or maybe a boxing gym or something like that because I've always kind of had a uh, – I've always wanted to do that. And, like, I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, do I really want to wrestle around with sweaty men? Like, that's disgusting. It's kind of opened my eyes and kind of made me a germaphobe. For better or worse, I don't know. But it's going to take a long time for me to mentally recover from this, I feel like.
1: Yeah, I made a joke not too long ago uh, when we were all hanging out saying that I like when people aren't washing their hands when I come out of the stall. So then you just dart right out of the bathroom and not be judged for not washing my hands. When this whole thing is lifted, not only am I going to wash my hands after I go to the bathroom every time, I'm going to wash them before as well.
0: <laughs> it's funny. I've been washing my hands like a doctor. I brought, I go all the way up to my elbows now. <laughs> and like I, it's, just, it's terrible. I, I just, I don't know, man. But we'll move it off from, from some of the more depressing stuff of the quarantine because yeah. there's enough of that going on. Is there, you know, you talked about Legos, any hobbies, any other hobbies that you've picked up? Have you been doing anything more? I know you've been exercising a lot if you want to talk about that.
1: Uh, well, besides spending my money on strange things like Lego sets, I've, <laughs> I, bought, I recently bought a 3D <laughs> printer, which I, <laughs> which I uh, also justify well. by uh, being under quarantine because i'm buying it because i want to make those ear savers for nurses and doctors but i know while i print like maybe a couple dozen of those it's going to be used primarily for probably counterfeit funko pops that i'll sell to you (laughs) as original breaking bad uh original releases but uh, yeah, so besides spending my money on weird stuff, yeah, I've been I've been trying to work out as much as possible, which was strange for me because I couldn't uh, walk up the steps before without being winded. <laughs> so this that's been weird. But now I finally have the time because I have nothing but time anymore. So yeah, I've been devoting uh, a couple hours a day to try to come out of this quarantine not obese.
0: Yeah, that's my thing. I'm I'm like I'm thinking about this. And I'm like, listen, no people haven't seen me in in like three months, by the time I get out of this quarantine, I'm going to be freaking ripped and no one's going to recognize <laughs> me. So I've been, I don't, but I don't have any, like a lot of equipment here in my house. I have some yeah. dumbbells and I got a, an exercise bike. So I've been getting on the exercise bike for like an hour. I throw on some ESPN plus and watch them UFC. Um, I've been getting really into some of the older UFC fights and things like that. So, in a couple future episodes, I might have a co- uh, a guest on. We might talk some UFC or something like that if anybody's interested in that. But I've just been watching a lot of the old fights. I'm sick. I like to watch the five round fights. Then, in the fifth round, I turn the resistance up because I'd like to pretend like I'm in the fight. And I'm, you know, they're getting tired <laughs> at the end of the fight. So, I turn the resistance up and try to mimic it. Um, but working out, I feel like it's so mental. Versus physical, I, I gas out mentally way oh, before I gas out physically, especially doing cardio. So uh, anything yeah. to, to keep it yeah. going. You just got to keep yourself busy. Been playing a lot of uh, Animal Crossing on the Nintendo Switch. As oh, me and you, you both? As well. Yes. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, I've spent, I, it's actually, I don't think I told you this, but um, I've spent an alarming amount of time playing Animal Crossing. Did I tell you how many hours I've spent?
0: No, I, I don't know how to check that.
1: Oh, so unfortunately, I found out how to check that. And when you go uh, press that home button on your switch, and I think you go to your profile, it says how many hours you've played.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I remember getting this game, I think the day after it came out, which was when the quarantine like first happened. And mm-hmm. that's when I was really struggling with finding things to do. So I figured, let me download this game that I've never played before, uh, Emily, mm-hmm told me that it was basically just doing a bunch of busy work and weeding and chopping down trees. And I thought that sounds awful, a couple years ago anyway. But mm-hmm. now that I can't do any of these things in real life, I figured, wow, if I can do this virtually, maybe it'll bring me some sort of sanity. Well, anyway, uh, I checked how long I've been playing it, and it, it's over 100 hours.
0: <laughs> <laughs> how many days is that? <laughs> if you do the math, well, um, that's over four um, days. Not that's over math. four days. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, well, well it's yeah, funny because like I I look at it like chores too. Like I'm like, oh man. So for the, those of you guys who don't know what Animal Crossing is, if you've been living under a rock, well, actually to be fair, I shouldn't say that because I had no idea what Animal Crossing was until Chris told me about it. But um yeah. I guess it, it first came out on the GameCube. I don't I'm not really sure. Um, but it's not right. It's not the first one, so it's a Nintendo game. Obviously, I guess it would come out on the GameCube or maybe the Game Boy, but um Pretty much you are on an island and you create the island and and you can build whatever you want on it and customize it yourself. Uh I would say it's kind of like a marriage between Minecraft and mm, I don't know. It's kind of like Minecraft
1: and-, Minecraft and uh, and what yeah. Um we we talked about it, but I can't Oh and the Sims. It. It's kinda like the Sims. That's yeah, what it right.
0: is. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's kind of like Minecraft in the sense that you build things, but it's not like Minecraft because of Minecraft you actually have to build it yourself. Like you get the blocks and you got to build your stuff. But in this, they already have the uh, designs already pre-made. So you just have to get the materials for it. And then you can build it yourself, which is a huge time killer. Cause you realize, you know, you got to get, oh, yeah. you know, 10 wood. And every time you, instead of getting wood, you get hardwood and soft wood, but you never get the actual wood mm-hmm. you need. So next thing you know, it's an hour of you chopping trees and you're like, what the hell did oh, you yeah. do? I would, if you had told me that I was playing an animal crossing three months ago, I would have told you out of your mind growing up. I always played, you know, First person shooters and uh, sports games. I never would have thought I'd be playing like a cartoon type game like this, but it's a lot of fun. And
1: we were yeah, and we were talking about like it sucks. Like it's not it's not a fun (laughs) game by any means, but there's something that draws me to it. Like I wake up in the morning and I'm like, Oh, you know, gotta go chop some trees, gotta water my flowers. Never in my life will I water water flowers.
0: Because I what look at it like I said, it's kind of like the I like the collection aspect of it. So you got to catch rare fish oh, and yeah. things like that, and like yeah, I just want to one up you. I, I don't think I would near, enjoy it nearly as much if I didn't have friends who played it. Because like I like being able to have you over to my island and like look what I got and kind of brag. Oh, that's up. what makes it great. But it it is refreshing. We were talking about this on the phone the other day. A lot of the games now. So we used to play Call of Duty all the time, and a lot of the games now, are, especially on Xbox and PlayStation, I don't really know about the Switch. I don't really mm-hmm. play the Switch often, but I don't think that it follows this kind of um regimen i don't know what the word is for it but this kind of uh pay to play type thing uh where you know like for like mlb the show i'm playing MLB the show and i do the diamond dynasty and you got to spend money on stubs to get better players and it's like the game costs 60 bucks just to buy it and the next thing i know i spend another 200 Mm -hmm. on in-game stuff and if you want to be competitive online you have to do it and it just sucks it's a scam but I mean, I'm going to continue to pay for it. So I guess I'm I'm the sucker.
1: Yeah, and I think that's one of my favorite things about Animal Crossing is that it's not pay to play because I know that I'd be broke if that was the case. I'd be waiting for my stimulus check to come so I could pay off my credit card (laughs) debt to Animal Crossing so I can then pay off my debt to Tom Nook. But (laughs) I've I've been in that situation where I was ruined a Fortnite and I was buying all those dumb skins and dances and it's it's i don't know they put something in your brain where like you need this you need that their marketing is just so good and um, man i don't know what other games i've played i'm uh, not like your brother who spends uh, hundreds of dollars on <laughs> virtual basketball cards in 2K yeah. i've never been drawn to that you have that to never be the show night?
0: Well, Fortnite, you do it. And I think it's it's part of this, it. like bragging. Like, you're playing with your friends. You're like, look at this sick costume I got. And, like, nobody Absolutely. else has it. And they, they make it feel like it's rare. Like, if you don't get it now, it's going to go away forever. You're never going to get the chance to get it again.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: I mean, Fortnite's a little bit different because it was a free game. So you're kind of supporting the, the creators, in a sense, who gave you the game for free. You don't have to spend money to play it. So that's cool. Yeah. But, that's what like, they want you to Beauty's feel that spend money on like the skins and stuff on I, call of duty, I've, so. I've
1: spent yeah i did spend uh, a little bit on call of duty i've probably bought the game a couple times by now
0: <laughs> i literally could buy a playstation <laughs> with the amount of money i spend on these in game purchases i don't really have an issue with it when it, the game when it doesn't have a give you an actual advantage in the game like in call of duty or in fortnite but it sucks when you're playing like ml like these sport games when you need to get so like if you don't pay any money you're gonna have a bunch of scrubs on your team but if you want to yeah. get, you know, Jeff Bagwell or Jimmy Rollins, you're gonna to have to spend, and you know, money out of your pocket. Otherwise, you're never gonna get it. You're gonna get your ass kicked every time you play online. So,
1: yeah, and then they will tug at your heartstrings. Like they'll put in a 2008 Ryan Howard in a special <laughs> pack, and it's like, well, I gotta yeah. spend the sixty dollars to get this 2008 okay.
0: Ryan Howard. I'm such an idiot though, because like you, so you can in on MLB, you can buy packs or you can buy players. So it's kind of like the stock market where the, the price of the players fluctuate. Uh, So Jimmy Rollins was like 20,000 stubs or we'll call them dollars, $20,000. I, I bought $30,000 worth of stubs or money. And you can buy packs and, like, try to rip them in the pack. And I'm such, like, a, an addict that I bought $30,000 worth of packs when I literally could have just bought him. Because I was like, oh, it's going to be so much better if I get him in a pack. And I could also get more players. Uh, and then I didn't end up getting him. So then I had to just spend another you know amount of money just to get him. So I'm just an idiot. but Yeah, I mean, that's just the way it on. is, I
1: guess. Yeah, besides, uh, besides video games, I've been watching a lot of uh, Netflix and... Disney Plus, you know, when this all first started happening, I think bef- like maybe two weeks before it started hitting the uh, United States real bad, I got really sick, which you know, and yeah, uh, I would go to sleep. Yeah, I was going. I would go to sleep thinking about uh, coronavirus because I would be listening to uh, CNN, Fox. I'm very into politics and and news, but it started straying away from politics and things going on in the country to just the coronavirus. So I go to sleep and I wake up with a fever. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm going to die of the coronavirus. I'm going to kill my whole family. So (laughs) so when it started hitting the United States, I was like, I can't listen to politics anymore because there's no longer politics. It's just COVID-19 talk. So what Mm -hmm. I did was drown myself with Disney. I'm I'm real into uh, Walt Disney World and Disney movies. So what I've been doing is I've been trying to watch multiple Disney movies each week. I watch Disney World YouTube videos about you know, things you may not know. I've been listening to a Disney podcast. And it's just uh, – it helps a lot because taking my attention off of all these people that are sick and dying and focusing on literally something that you know can never be sad, Disney, has been helping a lot. So I've been trying to watch multiple Disney movies per week. Uh, Disney Plus is awesome because you have all that, uh, the collection of all the archives, all the things that were in the vault before. So it's like you have an extra hour and 20 minutes you can throw on this classic Disney movie that you haven't seen since you were a kid. It's a lot better than watching, uh, you know, the COVID-19 task force talk about the inflation and deaths today.
0: Yeah, for sure. I I've been uh, I'm kind of I'm not as into the politics and stuff as you. I don't really watch the news too often because I feel like it's always depressing. Even before Corona, I feel like it's yeah. always kind of like yeah, it's oh, fair. what's terrible in the news today? So in the world today, so I don't really. I mean, I follow what's going on in. I'm more like I said into the stock market, so I kind of final file uh follow the financial world, but um, yeah. I mean, I haven't really um. I don't miss the news at all. I turned it on a little bit during this stuff to try to get some, some information on it, but it just started scaring the hell out of me. So I had to turn it off. But pretty sure yeah, you exactly. had run up when you were sick. Actually, like 99.9% really sure. Because you had it right I'm before. 100%. They said that. Yeah. Yeah. You had all the symptoms. You had your flu shot, and then you got tested for the flu. I wish you could go back in time and get well, tested. Well, no, that's the
1: thing. What makes me the maddest is I went to urgent care because my fever wouldn't go down. And uh, they wouldn't give me a flu test. They said, yeah, you have all the flu symptoms. So we're just going to give you um, Tamiflu.
0: Oh, I thought you had the flu test.
1: No, no. They oh, just told wow. me I had all the symptoms. So, even, so I don't even know if I had it or not. Like if they swab me for or whatever they do for the flu mm-hmm. and it came back negative, then I could have said like, yeah, I had coronavirus, which would have given me great peace of mind because then I could go to McDonald's and you know, not think I'm going to get COVID-19.
0: The thing is, I don't know if you. And I, we'll move on from the Corona stuff after this because it's depressing, and everyone already, already hears about it all the time. But I don't know if you can. There, I don't think it's been proven that you can't get it again. So I don't know. That's that's interesting. I, I haven't. I don't, I don't know. know. But it would give me some peace of mind. For sure. For sure. But I'm sure. Had it.
1: Well, when they come out with that antibody test, I'm going to take it.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think I'm pretty confident you had it. I think there's a lot of people out there that had it and just didn't realize they had it because. First of all, it wasn't. You can also be asymptomatic and things. But anyway, moving on from Corona's <laughs> depressing talk, um, in terms of you said you were watching a lot of Disney Plus, I don't really, I haven't been watching a lot of Disney Plus, I've been watching a lot of UFC stuff, but um, I've also been watching a lot of Netflix. Uh, checked out, obviously, Tiger King, which has been beaten to death. Everyone's already talked mm-hmm. about that a lot. But mm-hmm. I just want to bring up a funny story about Tiger King. So I was, well, first of all, they're making a new episode, by the way. Did you know that?
1: Yeah, I did see
0: that. Yeah. Two days ago, I think I haven't watched that yet. I need to check that out. But um, yeah, I saw like an Instagram page for like uh, adopting dogs, and the dog shelter named one of their dogs Joe Exotic. <laughs> it was like, Joe Exotic, <laughs> it's like, gone, can you imagine how'd
1: you say? It's so fun. It's probably uh, gone already.
0: Yeah, uh, it's so funny. Like, oh yeah, here's my dog Joe Exotic. He would, he would Joe that. Exotic. He was probably a <laughs> maniac. Um, he, he should be in the WWE. Him and Vince McMahon would get a longer eight. But, um, they would
1: yeah, they, they would put on quite the show.
0: I've been watching a beyond it's called Beyond the Mat on Netflix. It's a WWE or WWF documentary actually, because it's filmed back in the 90s. I don't even know. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, they have like know, I haven't finished it yet because I I watched it when I was riding the bike and I, I got 45 minutes in. I'm gonna finish it tomorrow. But um it's pretty cool, man. They have That's like true. a lot That's of good. behind the scenes stuff, and you can just see how insane Vince McMahon is. Like he's out of his mind.
1: He was talking to this one wrestler. I would love to they, see some unfiltered Vince McMahon.
0: You know, especially in the 90s when he was out of it, when it was the attitude era and things like that. Attitude uh, era. Yeah. He, so, listen, so he was talking to this guy, right? And they showed him, he was doing an interview with this guy named Puke, I guess. I don't even know who Puke is. I don't think he ever made it. If he did, he wasn't a big name because I'm a pretty big wrestling guy. I've never heard of him before. But mm-hmm. apparently, this guy could throw up on demand. Like, you just tell him to throw up. <laughs> and you can see it's like an actual job interview. Like, Vince they're wearing a suit. Like, the guys, they're talking to him. And, um, He's, Vince McMahon says to him, all right, well, uh, your name is Puke. And he's like, you're going to throw up on the wrestlers like your opponent. And then that's how the match will end. And he's like, and when they announce you, your name's not going to just be Puke. It's going to be Puke. <laughs> and, <laughs> <was Vince> <laughs> <laughs> and then he got him to throw up. And he goes, all right, before the interview's over, he made him throw up in a trash can. <laughs> and while Vince oh, is Puke, Puke, Puke. Puke and I'm just literally on the exercise bike, sweating my ass off, cracking up. (laughs) Like this is why Vince McMahon is my hero. I love Vince McMahon. So I guess,
1: I guess uh, since that failed, I don't think Puke was a wrestler. That's how they created Funaki. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The green mist. No, that's
0: Tajeri. Tajeri. You're thinking of Tajeri.
1: Who's Funaki?
0: Didn't he do it? Funaki was the uh, number one. uh, The SmackDown. Uh, He was on SmackDown. Tajiri was the one who spit spat the green mist. He was from ECW. Trust me. Oh yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. Yeah, I know this right. for a fact. Like I said, I was a big wrestling well, guy growing up.
1: But um, one show we've cry. both been
0: watching. Oh yeah, which, go ahead. Uh, I
1: guess you just recently finished was Ozark. The spoiler yeah. alert. We uh, let's talk about
0: season three. All right, yeah, spoiler alert, if you have not finished Season 3, uh, fast forward the podcast a little bit here. Don't turn it off because we're this not going to be done talking. But done. Um, Season 3 I thought was the best we even season. We haven't talked about this. No, we actually haven't we even talked, all. I thought yeah. Season 3 was the best season yet. I thought Season 2, for some reason I barely remember Season 2.
1: Um. So I just watched, me and Emily just watched Season 1 and 2. Not too long ago, so I remember. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember it pretty vividly. And Ozark is one of the few shows that I think is consistently good. Uh, season one was as good as season two. Was as good as season three. I don't think there was really any low points in the show. And even the trailer for season three, it did not look good. It looked like you don't watch House of Cards, but when Kevin Spacey, you know, came out and was i don't know a child predator they killed him off in house of cards and his wife took over and the show just never rebounded from that Mm -hmm. so when the season three trailer came out for ozark it was almost like they were you know following the same script to um house of cards Looked like jason Baton was kind of taking a back role at the end of season two if you don't remember he had killed that priest remember
0: yeah, that's why the kid Zeke yeah. was given to uh, Darlene. Yeah, right.
1: I, remember, I remember. I remember the What was yeah,
0: that? Yeah, he never
1: really got a swagger back after that. <laughs> yeah. So, so like he was kind of just like you know I'm done. So season three looked like it was going to follow The House of Cards. You know get rid of the main guy and bring in his wife and have her become the mastermind. But I was pleasantly surprised. Like it was not like that at all. And it was kind of, um, they were almost like their own enemies. And I liked how they were each other's enemies a lot of the season. And, And the bad guy was him. The bad guy was her. Some episodes, the bad guy was themselves. And I really liked that a lot.
0: Yeah, it's a unique show because, like you said, there's no protagonist really. Like, who's the bad guy? I mean, I guess it's the FBI trying to catch them, but it, it really is. It's like it's like a it's them against each other, but at the same time, they have yeah. to have each other's interest in mind because if they if they clash heads too much, their kids are going to die because they work for you know the cartel. It kind of reminds me a little yeah. bit of, of Breaking Bad in the sense that it's a slow build, um, like in Breaking Bad as the show goes on and you really notice this with you rewatch breaking bad for a second time, you see Walter just really lose himself. Like he starts off, he dips his toes in the water. He starts being a little bit bad for, you know, and, um, yeah, next thing you know, he's, you know, killing people and, and things like that. He's cocking, um, yep. And then it's kind of the same way where not so much with Jason Bateman, but his wife, um, she, you know she starts off as the politician kind of like behind the scenes type stuff yeah. and then next thing you know even her kids see it she got her she gets her brother killed you know so yeah. it, it kind of it really reminds me a lot of breaking bad in that sense um i think Breaking yeah, Bad's better, for sure but that's i guess it's not yeah. fair because ozark hasn't finished yet but I ozark
1: mean. ozark has been um i don't know ozark has been a very very solid show i uh mm-hmm. I'm really interested in where they take it. Because Breaking Bad was one of those rare shows where, um, I mean, I feel like there was a, maybe a boring part. You know, I think it got a the little fly boring episode. before they introduced. The fly episode was the worst episode <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> when I rewatched Breaking but... Bad,
0: when I rewatched Breaking Bad for the second time, I literally skipped that episode. I was like, I can't, I can't, I cannot it's awful. mentally deal with this episode for an, another 45 oh. minutes. Breaking Bad. I think that – so here's the thing with Breaking Bad and Ozark that I think are similar. They're not afraid to be slow. So they're not afraid to like do like the crazy thing every episode. They'll have set-up episodes. It's a slow burn. And I really like that about a show. I like shows that that really lead into like the big eruption and it's usually like the end of the season type stuff. I think I would like Ozark a lot, a lot, a lot better if I had waited to watch it and I could have binge-watched all three seasons. I think it's one of those binge-worthy type – binge-type shows. Because it, that slow sure. build. And since it's slow, you forget things. I think I benefited from Breaking yeah, because I didn't watch it week to week. I watched it all all the seasons. Yeah, yeah. Like, in like a month. Most people so it's did. It's like a yeah. long-ass yeah. movie, you know? So
1: See, with Ozark too, so I had a few problems with the last season. And let me see if you agree with me. So going, you probably forgot about this because they hardly touched on it. The very end scene in season two, the KC mob, blows up his office building. They didn't address that at all in season
0: three. I don't even remember that, honestly. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah. They,
1: they, they, it was kind of like a non-factor.
0: Though?
1: Um, it had something to do with, um, I think it was maybe they didn't live up to their end of the deal or something like that. I think, mm. I think maybe they had to move on with different workers for the casino because of. Conflicting wrong. interests on the casino. I forget oh. why, but I think that the uh, his union couldn't work on the casino, and I think that's why they did it. But they like didn't touch on that at all. And the only Casey mob tie in season three was the son, which I I did like him. He was a good character.
0: Yeah, Frank. Jr. But uh, they didn't touch any of the
1: past. Yeah, like wh- where was the I time? Think- where, I didn't know what the where they left off, and like how much time was between season two and three? Because the office building was fine. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I don't – I literally don't remember them blowing up the office building. See, that's the thing with these – with shows, and it's probably just a me problem, but I always forget after the long break between the seasons. I Mm -hmm. I tend to remember things a lot more if I'm able to watch them all throughout, and then I'll remember, like, the big things. But I don't know. I feel like a problem with Ozark is there are probably too many characters also. Like, there's too many little characters that I forget about. Yeah, you know what? Like the like the priest or the pastor or whatever he was, I mean like yeah it was cool like you showed how Jason Bateman or Marty whatever got like bad and you know killed him or whatever and with Zeke but like they gave Zeke to to Darlene and then it's like all right like let's let's try to get him back and then they don't get him back and it's like they move on like what was uh it doesn't really further than yeah now piggybacking character. off of that
1: uh a lot of characters right that was one of the problems I had in season three so. I think there could have been a better way for um, – oh, man. What's her what's it's, what's her name? Claire, the wife's name? In the show? I mean Marty's wife? Yeah.
0: Jason Bateman's wife? Yeah, Marty's what? Uh, yeah. Marty Bird and Wendy Bird. Wendy.
1: Wendy. Wendy. So I feel like there could have been Claire. a better way <laughs> for her to – Claire is breaking no, – no, I don't no. know where I got Claire.
0: Skyler is breaking that.
1: Whatever. So – I feel like there could have been a better way for her to prove her loyalty or prove or break her than introducing a brand new character in, in her brother.
0: Uh, I disagree. Really? Yeah. I thought it too. First of all, let's give it up for her brother, her brother, the actor. I don't know his name that played her brother. I mean, how great of an actor is that guy? Like you really thought he he had those mental, the bipolar stuff. Like, Holy crap. Yeah,
1: he was definitely an interesting character. But I just feel like um, – I don't know. I just – like what What because if they could kill off like to their him? children? I
0: guess I that's guess. what it
1: was. Yeah, because like, I loved watching these kids from season one and on. If something happened to the the, the boy – Jonah. Um, yeah, Jonah. I would actually be like, oh, man. But her brother dying, I understand it was her brother, but I had no emotion to him. He was just like uh, – some hothead you know because the That's first crazy. time they show him you don't know who he is and he's yelling at students in a classroom out of nowhere collects their <laughs> phones and throws them on a wood chipper yeah and we're supposed no, to like. I, I disagree
0: though i disagree yeah i felt bad for him man. i feel like it's so obvious that he has these mental problems then he was back on his medicine and then he got off his medicine and like you could see how broken he was and i felt terrible yeah for him. i I disagree with you completely. I feel like they did such a good job at making you feel for him, especially because so you saw him at that high point when they first saw him, and you saw him at his worst and then you were like, okay, then he kind of comes back to normal and you're like, oh, he's like a nice guy. He's a sweet guy. And then again, you're like, you know, what's coming because you saw what he did when he was the teacher and you're like, this is going to happen. And then he goes and he talks to um, the lawyer's kid and tells her about the kid. and It's like, holy, like he just signed his death wish. And I felt terrible for him because, you you know, he couldn't control it. I, felt I, asshole, I see man. that, I, just, but I, really.
1: I feel like they could have had maybe, um, uh, God, dude. I'm blanking on all these names. The daughter, the daughter the, was real pissed. Charlotte. Char Charlotte, I feel like uh, you know Charlotte was real pissed off at the lawyer's daughter. Maybe she could have flipped. You know something like that. The show could go on without her. And then you know they could show the struggle of Jonah losing his sister, the the you know both parents losing their daughter. But I feel like the problem with that,
0: not to cut you off, but mm -hmm. I feel like the problem with that is the whole show. The premise is Marty and Wendy work together, despite literally hating each other, because they want to protect their children. So if the children die or one of the children dies, it kind of defeats the the whole underlying premise of the show and the reason why they're working so hard to stay alive. That is true. I feel like everything would just that fall out true. of her. So you needed somebody who was expendable but still part of the family to show you how terrible and evil Wendy can be without disturbing the underlying yeah. reason for the, the – Yeah, I guess
1: I, I guess I understand that a little more. The thing that I didn't appreciate about what they did though um, – you know, I, I understand where you're coming from with that and I, I can agree with you. But Ruth losing someone else that she loves kind of feels played out lost her dad lost Wyatt lost her uncles now loses this brother and then Jonah best friends with the old guy he dies then he becomes best friends with the brother he dies it's kind of like there I just felt like it was a little bit repeated like these small plots were just because the main story seems great it was different but they had these small plots that were just kind of like reoccurring I I I knew the brother was going to die because Jonah was getting close to them. I knew the brother right, was going to die thing. because Ruth was getting
0: close this. I think that they're doing this because, so I think that they're probably, because the show is like a slow, slow build. Like we said, it's a slow burn. I think mm-hmm. they're setting up Ruth to turn on, on Marty. Cause it's like, and Wendy, because she looks at it and she's like, they've literally killed everyone I care about. They're showing she her can only take so how much. bad they are. Everyone keeps telling them the birds right. are trouble, the birds are trouble. And now she's like, you know what, like literally every person I love, they're responsible for their death. And Jonah, I think they're setting up something serious with him. I don't know what the heck happened at the end of the episode. He shot the, 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 um, the window out. You remember someone like, there?
1: Arm? Yeah. I was kind of, yeah, yeah. I'm curious about well, that. Like,
0: I don't think there was someone there, but is he like, I don't know. This could be me thinking crazy, but I feel like he was like going to commit suicide and make it look like someone shot I him thought or he something. was.
1: Oh, I thought he was, Dude, I thought he was but, um, himself.
0: But he doesn't even yeah, realize that. I, was really Mexico that. I didn't want to see that. They get amends with the cartel. So, I don't know, man. There's going to be another the, season, right?
1: Has to be. Has to be. Yeah. The way they left off on season three, there's way too many unanswered questions. It would be an awful uh, series finale. They have to move on. But uh, talking about Ozark, I knew we were going to talk about it on, the, uh, on this podcast. So I kind of looked up some stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Me and Emily do this thing. So in the beginning of each episode, there's that O with the four symbols. Have you noticed that? Oh, there, yeah, yeah, um, the little hints. So, yeah, so she memorizes the first two, then I memorized the last two. But it's very anticlimactic sometimes because there'll be four things, right? Uh, a horse, an explosion, a waffle, and a dolphin, right? So the horse is like, wow, it's like this really crazy thing that happened, right? They uh, chop off the balls of the horse, right? The explosion, the uh, the ship blows up, right? And then there's a waffle left and a dolphin left. And you're waiting that whole episode. You're like, oh, man, something's crazy going to happen with this waffle. And it just happens so that they're eating waffles for breakfast the one morning. It's like some of these symbols have these really deep meanings, and then the rest yeah. just mean nothing.
0: Well, I do you pause it like when you see those symbols like the no the, no because it's so the
1: fast I remember the last
0: yeah what do you mean so by we, oh we okay that. I get what you mean I for some reason I thought you meant like the first yeah. two episodes and then the next two episodes no, you no. mean the two the on the left and you look at the two on the right I I, I, hmm. I never look at that uh I, I, I can see why I'd be cool but I never look at that because I just yeah I what else I found when I was that. looking this up uh
1: it said, you know, the four symbols uh, foreshadowed things that'll happen in the episode. Something kind of terrifying that I found out the uh, co creator crafted the show with his own memories. So take that, you know, with a grain of salt, I guess. What memories does he have <laughs> of money laundering for the Mexican drug cartel? Uh,
0: really? I don't know. If Where's he from? Yeah, that's
1: what i saying. Do you know where he's from? I don't know. That's a, no, that, that's, What's I don't this, know. It said something about being a redneck, this? so maybe. Oh, really? I, I was just doing some research and yeah, there was like 10 cool things you might not know about Ozark. Yeah, and that was one of So wait, of the they things. said that he was like a redneck, you said? Something about – yeah, something about being a redneck. So maybe okay. – but even if you so tie he tie to – So he could have like
0: Roots uh, character or something.
1: Maybe. Maybe the Langmore curse. I hope, right? Dude, wait. I hope wait, it's wait, not wait, that.
0: Can we please – can we please talk about the fact that Wyatt is hooking up with – Dar- Darnell, <laughs> like how? Yeah, I was. was, Darlene. I was like, Darlene, whatever. What did I say? Darnell, Darlene. Well, can Darnell. we please? Can we please talk about when they were like looking at each other? And I'm like, please no, God no, oh no. And then, <laughs> it's the most it like, bad. it's the most quiet thing ever. It's so weird. It makes me so <laughs> that, uncomfortable. That was one of
1: those things. Where it's like I'm so thankful I'm not watching this with my parents.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that was just one of those. Things. Uh, that was just like, honestly, one of the top five most shocking things I've ever seen in television. If you had ever told me in season oh, one yeah. that Wyatt and her would be hooking up and living together, I would have literally bet any amount of money that you're out of your mind. Oh
1: but my gosh, I know. Here we are. You
0: know, one of my favorite things
1: they do with this show is that they make the Ozark seem like such an interesting place that there's, you know, uh, heroin being harvested through poppies there's the mexican drug cartel is um laundering money i did some research on the ozarks and to make the ozarks sound interesting they put this thing they're like oh you know actual crazy things get fished out of that ozark lake there um the only cool thing they did fish out was a porsche and it was owned by Nicolas cage or something (laughs) but they're they're, like oh wow i wonder what else was fished out so i kept reading and they're like yeah artifacts get fished out of this lake every year. So I'm thinking, wow, artifacts? You know, what happened there? It said treadmills and shopping carts and bicycles. Based (laughs) off of that, then Ozark could take place in Camden and you can find (laughs) way more crazy things in Cooper River than a treadmill.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the most interesting
1: place in the world. Of course, Nicholas
0: Cage of all people, he would have his car in the Ozark River. It would definitely be (laughs)
1: <laughs> I thought that the treadmill coming out of the lake was uh, more surprising than Nicolas Cage's Porsche. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, nobody. That's not a not a huge uh, surprise. Nicolas Cage's Porsche no. just showing up in random rivers. God only knows what that yeah. man does. He's oh probably a gosh. Scientologist that like incredible. John Travolta.
1: Wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. And, now, uh, besides
0: Ozark, you've been watching any movies? Uh, yeah, I watched uh, two movies, actually. I don't I don't know if you've seen either of them, though, so we can not to touch too much it. into it. Um, Richard Jewell, have you watched that? Okay, so Richard Jewell
1: was a movie that I hear nothing but good things about, but uh, I think Emily had a lot of stuff to do when that came out. Oh, mm-hmm. it maybe it came out around Valentine's. It was Valentine's Day, and I was trying to make her go to see it for Valentine's Day, but there was just no way I could convince her to see that.
0: Well, it was awesome. I think that... Definitely watch it. It's like, I don't want to, I can't really talk about it without spoiling it. So we, we, this is what I want you to do. I want you to watch that and then we'll make it, we'll have an episode talking Mm -hmm. about that. And I also want you to watch uh, Just Mercy with Michael B. Jordan. Have you watched that? Just Mercy looks very good. No, I have not. All right. So Just Mercy, definitely watch that. That's based on a true story. Um, Michael B. Jordan kills it. I'm a huge Michael B. Jordan fan. I think everything he does is just phenomenal. He really makes you think that he's the character. Yeah, well, that movie in itself. <laughs> <laughs> but everything I feel like everything Michael B. Jordan does, like I truly believe he's the character to a fault. Because it's like I'm watching him in Joss Mercy and he's like a, a lawyer, and I'm like, what's you know Creed's son doing, being a lawyer? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. but no, he's a great he's a great actor. That's a really good movie. To watch that and Richard Jewell, and then we'll we'll circle back and talk about that because they're both really good movies. Um, they're both on Amazon Prime to rent for like six bucks. I think. Just talking about movies, it's going to be interesting with circling back to the quarantine, which I hate to do, but it's literally everything that's going on in the world. Like movie theaters, I feel like to stay alive, like, and you saw with like the Trolls movie, are they going to be releasing these movies on TV? Like, uh, rent them? This is pretty interesting. Um,
1: I've been following a lot of this, uh, you know, business news, what life will look like after you know this pandemic and i search up amc news once a week a couple times a week because i find it so fascinating you know me i love going to the movies i have amc a list i try to mm-hmm. see you know one or two movies a week especially in the summertime and um i'm actually worried that amc could go out of business from this there's a uh, an analyst just came out i think two days ago saying that they're you know more than likely going to face bankruptcy, think about it. Um, AMC has been closed from the middle of March into the you know unforeseeable future. Their only income is getting people to go to the movie theaters now they do offer movie rentals on the AMC app, but I bet you didn 't know that like no, no one knows not. that, nor would people do that because everyone has a fire right. stick and apple TV an iPhone. I'm really worried about them. But the thing that um, I'm not too worried about is that I feel like if AMC were to go under, someone else would come in and uh, buy up these theaters because there's money to be made. As long as there's money to be made and opportunity, it will thrive. So I'm not sure. It's uh, going to be very interesting. This release that you're talking about early release from theaters i think really could work for some companies this that you're talking about trolls coming out so what happened when all these uh movie theaters closed there was nothing for these film companies to do except for release these movies early so what they're doing with trolls and a couple other movies the hunt um
0: it was the hunt and, trolls, and, and they also had um there was another one. It was a pretty big actor, actually. The Will Ferrell movie that just came out. They, they released that as well? Yeah, that came out
1: in um, February.
0: The Downside. Oh, I think they just released it, it earlier.
1: Okay, gotcha. Well, whatever. Yeah, regardless, so, a couple
0: movies are doing what, it, yep.
1: Yeah. What what I think super interesting about that is this $20 uh, rental is actually a great deal. It sounds ridiculously high, but if you have a family of four and you want to take them to see Trolls, you're talking – over forty dollars for movie tickets and refreshments you put it on on demand or on Amazon for 20 bucks that's actually a great deal Dude, you don't get that movie more theater than 40 experience. Bucks for the
0: tickets honestly like if you yeah look, so tickets are what 13 bucks 15 bucks a person not, like that's not even a 3d mm-hmm. movie you're looking at trolls it's gonna be like 17 bucks a ahead it's crazy I so the, the thing about movie theaters that's interesting though like you were saying though is they don't make any mo- money off of the movies themselves they make all their right. money on the concession items. So I don't know how they're going to bounce back from it. I don't think we're going to live in a world where there's no, we're not going to live in a world where there's no movie theaters. It's just not going to happen. They might. um, Someone will swoop in an Amazon maybe. And yeah, someone Apple, (laughs) you know know what I mean? Like one of these, who knows if there's money to be
1: made, someone's going to, you know, hundred percent.
0: I just feel bad for, for the employees of AMC and, and Regal and, and that, that, for sure. going to be displaced because of it. It's, it's you know, movie yeah. theaters are such a staple. And I mean, you see it though. It's been, the writing's been on the wall for movie theaters though. I feel like attendance has probably been down. Um, you, you see it when you go to the movies. I mean, unless it's, you know, opening weekend for like a cult, cult film, like Marvel, any kind of Marvel sh- uh, movie or something like that. Right. I mean, how packed do the movie theaters really get anymore? I mean, during the yeah, week. Yeah, it's uh, 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 you know I have that movie season, around the but, corner
1: from me and I drive by it all the time. And it's, you know, they used to have the back parking lot open. They closed that up. The front mm-hmm. one's hardly ever full. They run all these promotions and, you know, and these deals. It's, it's, uh, there, there's definitely going to be a future with, um, I don't know. I hope they never go out because I think the theater experience is great. But you know what's scary? Look at Disney. Disney now has Disney Plus. Why do they need to put movies out in the movie theater? They released, uh, uh, onward early for point. 20 bucks on demand. And then I think they put that on demand for 10 days for 20 bucks. They're going to get money from that. Then they put it on Disney plus. I, I, the first day that movie came out on Disney plus, I watched it and millions of other people watched it too. They have like 50 million subscribers to Disney plus. Now what they're going to capitalize off of this is uh, I don't know if you saw many uh, of the uh, trailers for Mulan. It looked awful. Like really bad. It was going to flop in the box office. Now Mm -hmm. they're pushing back all their movies. Black Widow is supposed to come out in May. Move that to November. Um, Another movie was supposed to come out by Disney. They're pushing that back into November. Mulan, they pushed back to June. Well, I think they're just going to use that as an excuse because Jews is going to come around. Movie theaters are still going to be closed. They're going to put that right on the Disney Plus. No theatrical release. So Disney can kind of make these live action movies that wouldn't do well at the box office and put them on Disney Plus exclusively and get all these subscribers and all this attention. You're going to get a pipeline of people right to Disney Plus to watch these movies because there's a huge following for them.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of similar to like uh, the Netflix stuff. I mean, you got Mark Wahlberg doing that movie, the Spencer or whatever it was. Like, you get huge huge A list. I didn't watch it. It looks terrible. Post Malone to Mark Wahlberg. It was was a decent movie. Really? You would enjoy. Regardless, like, you know, you have like these huge, huge A list celebrities making deals with Netflix movies. And it's like, I just, you know, it's similar to, in a sense, radio. And the radio stations used to be the only way for people to get their, their voice heard mm-hmm. and and have their, you know, ideas heard or whatever. And you have these radio executives or producers and things, and they're making big bucks and you know, you're, you would die to be on uh you know, 96 yeah. point, whatever. Now you don't need that. You just make a podcast. So it's similar to where the movie theater, you don't need the movie theater to, to, to play your movies anymore you have streaming services why waste your money um you know sharing the 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 money with the the theaters no matter how little that may be when you can promote it yourself and and put it for free and take all the profit um yeah it's and there's there's um netflix
1: Yeah, you said Netflix. Um, Disney's releasing exclusive. They just got William Dafoe to do a, uh, you know, a Disney Plus exclusive. They had these, mm-hmm. you know, big actors and actresses for other Disney exclusives. Hulu is uh, has their own originals too. They just came out with this new show, "Little Fires Everywhere."
0: It's yeah, Carrie Washington
1: and uh, Reese Witherspoon. You know who owns Hulu?
0: Probably Disney. <laughs> Disney because
1: fox owned hulu and disney bought fox so now you take this one step further you have the deadpool movies which is a small you know you know it's got a big following but it's just one movie franchise but is disney gonna put you know a deadpool movie on a disney plus no but they can put it on hulu so they have this huge you know base their hulu base for people who are adults and then children-friendly movie on Disney+. Plus. And, you know, you talked about radio, but this is now uh, a new war of, like, cable networks. When NBC came out and ABC and, and Fox network, and they were all fighting against each other, we're seeing that now with Netflix and Hulu and Disney+. Plus and you're going to see the demise of cable television most likely before you 100%. even see the, you know. Yeah, and it's it's uh, it's really interesting to watch because you're seeing this whole culture change. And it's well, going to be really interesting because I think this, this uh, pandemic is going to accelerate a lot of this.
0: The thing is that the, I think the only way that this, like, gets ruined ro- um, – I don't know the right word for it. The way that this stops – is when we have too many streaming services because it's it's always going yeah, it to be what's the most efficient. cost efficient for us is it cheaper for me to spend 60 bucks a month on cable or $200 a month on all these different streaming services right. so they're going to need to do things like disney i feel like disney's really on top of it now that i'm saying this out loud where they do these bundle packages where you get disney plus espn yeah. or disney espn plus hulu all for the same price And that's the way to do it. And whichever company comes with the most cost efficient way to get the most product, they're going to win out. And it's 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 really interesting. It's really interesting. Circling back to movie theaters, I don't think we're ever going to live in a world where there's no no movie theaters because you're always going to want, like you said, have that experience. But it might be a niche market. Like it might you might not have four movie theaters in the same twenty minute drive. You might have one movie theater in the area.
1: yeah. You know, maybe pay a higher premium to see it. It's, yeah, because they it's, need to make their money.
0: They need to make their money somehow. Yeah. It, the the it's I don't know, man. It's interesting. It's interesting where that's going to go. Touching
1: back on the uh, the subscription services, have you heard of the new streaming service Quibi?
0: I heard you talk about it. I think, but I don't really. Know I downloaded what it, is. it.
1: What is it? So they have an opportunity to do something really cool. Quibi is um, a streaming service with all original content. They have sports, um, they have comedies, they have dramas. When you say sports, and though, what, what kind watching, of sports do they have? Do they have like major it's like league sports, sports coverage right now? I don't know what they're doing, but it's like you know. I think maybe ESPN is on there, you know, talking about sports. Oh, LeBron James has a show. You know, okay, it's like it's all original content. It's real, but it's filmed. So uniquely. And this is why I think they have an opportunity to actually do something. So, right now, they're doing a free 90 day free trial, which couldn't have come at any better of a time because everyone, you know, is sitting around doing nothing. I got the 90 day free trial. I started watching this show with uh, the guy who played McGruber in the movie. I forget his name, mm. but it's a big actor. You know, not a Tom Cruise, but he's recognizable. Right. So, it's a show about. You know, it's just a comedy and i won't get into really a lot of the details of the show because that's besides the point but the way it's filmed is what draws me to it so you watch it on your phone horizontally and you mm-hmm. get one experience but if you flip your phone vertically you get a whole different experience and they film them both ways and i notice this because if you have it wide you can see everything but you can also watch it vertically Because when they um, talk about something in the show, they'll pan over to whatever they're talking about so you can see. So it's actually viewable both ways. And that's what I think is pretty cool about it because I think they want you to watch it vertically because it's supposed to be short. Oh, and that's what I didn't touch on is all the episodes are 10 minutes or less. So it's cool. There's these whole series that you can knock out in an hour and you watch the the
0: the short attention span that society has today where you get your news and two-minute clips and things like that. That's yeah, cool. So and they're they touching can really they're on the virtual – it's kind of virtual reality, I guess, in a sense. They're touching on, on the interactive portion of it because I think we're definitely going to see uh, movies and TV shows move into a virtual reality space in the next 10 years or so. I don't see how we're not going to. I mean you got VR video games and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. See, um, 100%. I really think that this uh, pandemic – I always relate it to um, – I took a whole class on medieval Europe and the dark ages and the dark ages of this real dark time. And, um, you know, it was like real depressing in art and this and that. And I feel like this pandemic is going to be a, like a super ultra short term dark ages for the world. Cause it's affecting the world. But after this is, you know, resolved, whether it takes, you know, the fallout might be a year, year and a half. I feel like we're going to go through this, like tech renaissance and we're going to go through so many changes and I'm excited for that. I think that it's gonna. I think the world's going to be, um, it's not never going to be the same. It's never going to be the same, but I feel like it's going to be better. Yeah. Which I'm excited about.
0: I'm scared. I'm scared um, in terms of, for like jobs and things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. You're seeing that offices are really not needed. Like what's the point in spelling, spending, you know, maybe a million dollars on a, on a, on an office in downtown, you know, Philadelphia or New York, or none of these major cities where it costs a lot of money to maintain these office spaces. When you can have all of your employees work remotely, you might see companies closing all these, if you have multiple offices in different cities, closing those offices and having one major operating office, if you need to have in-person events or things like that. But what's the point in, in spending that money? I just hope that the companies will reinvest that into their employees maybe pay them more which i doubt but um, yeah, you know maybe yeah. use that that the, those savings towards towards hiring more employees and things like that i hope that they don't look at this as a way to, to cut corners and, and get rid of employees but it's scary yeah it's uh, it's definitely scary uh, tell
1: me about it. it like like you've been working from home since early
0: march right uh yeah i've been working from home since early march and like i said my productivity has been exactly the same. I've gotten just as much done from home as I have in the office. And yeah, you don't like need to be there. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess, so I guess it doesn't really relate to them laying people off because you still need the employees to do the work, but you know, whenever there's cutbacks, I feel like it ultimately leads to people being laid off. And I'm just scared for maybe not for my job in particular, but for jobs where tech could be replaced, replacing people it's definitely scary i think it's more important than ever now to learn a skill that can't be done by a robot that can't be replaced um whether that be learning a trade um you know you're not going to have i mean i guess you could have robots you know laying concrete and things like that but i don't think i don't think we're going to have that you're always going to need people to do things like that so i think trades trades are always going to be like super super valuable but some of these like mundane uh, you no know, number crunching jobs and things like that. What do you, what do you need a person doing that for? And if yeah, you, you don't, it, you know, you, you, know, you, you can, can really have don't. two or three people weighing the risks, doing risk analysis and things like that, that a computer can't do, but you don't need 20 employees doing something that one computer can do. So
1: yeah, and, I am and on want a tangent there,
0: but that, that worries me the most. I think about it a lot. And the, I've had a lot of time to think about that with the pandemic and things like that, but we'll see what happens. It's going to that. be really depressing. Uh,
1: It's going to be super interesting.
0: The most uh, interesting is the fact that we said we're not going to talk about the pandemic, and then we proceed to talk about the pandemic like every twenty seconds.
1: (laughs) It just it's just—it really affects every aspect, everything we do now. You know, from when we wake up to when we go to bed, is because of the pandemic. So it's Mm -hmm. hard to uh, not address it. But it's—I think it's cool to have a discussion about, um, you know, how it's affecting us, how it's affecting life, and how you know how it will affect life moving forward. It's been, I'm um interested to look back on we'll
0: this a hundred percent. I'm as, as a history guy, uh, meaning you history major and always been interested in history. This has got to be in some sick way, fascinating to you and awesome. I mean, stepping away from it and not looking at it through your eyes and dealing with the pain that everyone's getting mm-hmm. and stuff. This has got to be an awesome thing to look at. Like, you know, living through well, to look back on it in 20 um, years.
1: What's, what's really I'm not going to say cool or you know interesting but what's um what's fascinating looking at this from a uh history perspective is that we are living through the blueprint that uh you know future world leaders are going to live by it's um I mean it, it's scary how unprepared the world was for this and, you know, people play politics like, you know, the president's not doing this or the president's not doing that. No one was prepared for this. It's the last thing on everyone's mind. I mean, I think that everyone thought North Korea nuking us was going to be more probable than a virus,
0: you know, taking out. I'll get it something out of people. a horror movie. It's something out of a horror movie. It's, it's terrifying. It is. And like, yeah. I don't know, man. But moving on from all that What's stuff, even scarier? I mean,
1: it, what's even scarier about it is how normal it feels now.
0: Well, that's the crazy thing about being a human, right? You just – you get you get used to things. Like you have – I think it's, it takes 21 days to, to make a uh, routine is what they say. So um, mm-hmm. like it's been more than 21 days. So now I'm in this routine. Like I've always heard that like going to the gym. If you go to the gym 21 days – that'll be like your routine. You're going to do that. It's right. To wake to up. At this time. Yeah. Right. That's, that's what it is. Yep. To, to form a habit. Yep. And now it's been more than 21 days that I've been isolated in my house and it just feels normal that I can't, I can't imagine like, and I miss it, but like the thought of driving, I thought I was going to forget how to drive. I had to go drive. Cause I yeah. went to go, I went to go pick up my exercise bike from my, my parents' house. And I just had them leave it out on their front porch. But, um, like, I, for, I was like, I'm going to forget how to drive. I haven't drove my car in 20 days. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy, man. I can't imagine like living life, like how I used to. Everything's different. Everything's different. And it's, I feel like it's never going to be the same, whether that's going to be, you know, in a better way or a worse way. I have no idea, but I definitely, definitely don't think society will ever be exactly the same. It's, I don't want to compare it to 9-11 because it's, you know, it's nothing like 9-11 in the sense of, you know, the tragedy, but you always hear people say post nine eleven and pre nine eleven. I feel like it's gonna yeah. be talked about in a similar sense of like pre-Corona, post Corona, meaning, you know, pre-Corona we were doing things like this, whether that be it's not gonna be things like national security, but I think more so like the economy and jobs and things like that, where I think a lot of employers are gonna be super, super flexible in terms of remote work and yeah. things like that.
1: Well, you say you say you know, you don't wanna compare it to nine eleven, but Realistically, like you have to, because what other catastrophe was there that affected this many people since 9-11? There was Mm -hmm. nothing. Bob Iger, uh, he just stepped down as CEO of Disney, but he's kind of um, reemerged as the leader because he's the familiar face. He uh, was just interviewed and he compared what's going on to um, Disney World, which is closed now and has been for weeks, to 9-11 and before oh, 9-11, yeah, because he was saying before 9-11, TSA, I mean, ID wasn't very important before 9-11, but after 9-11 happened, you need your ID to get into, you know, anywhere, to fly to everything. What he was saying is that uh, when Disney parks open back up, is that they're going to have to take that same approach that TSA did post 9-11. And they're having very serious conversations about temperature checking every single guest that goes into Disney parks, just like you would need an ID to fly.
0: Here's the thing. So I think that, and I've heard, I didn't hear this, but I was listening to the um, Joe Rogan podcast and he was talking about Mm -hmm. how like he's has some shows planned in June for his comedy stuff. And he was like, yeah, you know, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe they'll, they'll check people's temperature in line. The problem with that, which was a good point that they brought up on the show is, all right, let's say you're waiting in line with your whole family, right? And the person in front of you tests positive for a fever. There's a hundred people behind them. And now you've all been exposed to that person already. Like, what are they going to do? Do you know what I mean? Like, well, you've already been exposed to that and you're still going to like that in, I, so. it's
1: very, very, you know, it's uncharted waters, really all of this. No one knows. But I, I think we're going to live in a world when the economy opens back up, I think we're going to live in a world where you're not going to be allowed in places without a gloves and mask. I, I don't see how you could let someone in to Disney without a mask to a supermarket without a mask, just like they're doing in now. general
0: though, like three real. or four years down the line.
1: No, I'm talking about in the months to follow this. Maybe. Oh, okay. Maybe, I got gotcha. yeah, you. I, I yeah. Disney,
0: this Disney thing just le- like two or three months after everything kind of dies down or is he talking about te- checking temperatures for permanent, like forever?
1: He never said, which is he interesting. Cause I don't it's think, that that, that I, I just
0: don't think that that is people. something that would happen. I don't, I think that once we have, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't see how that, how that realistically would be something that happens. I could definitely see like um, the post Corona, like the months after Definitely, everyone's going to be hyper vigilant, and definitely going to be, you know, yeah. extra careful because you don't want it, you 100%. know. But I, I think that's going to die down, like everything. I mean, everything, I everything so. is going to be super strict, and then things will lack, get get more lax as time goes on. We can't live in a world where we're scared to touch things. Um, we just but to I think the
1: majo- I think what right. I think, but the, the positive thing that will come out of this is that um, I think the majority of people we uh, won't be scared, but we'll take everything serious. We'll wear their mask. We'll be cleaner. I think we're going to live in a way cleaner society,
0: which is I great hope so, for man. You know,
1: public health.
0: I think we'll see. Long term, I don't know, man. I feel like people are going to forget about it like most things and revert back to their ways as they feel invincible not. as time we'll goes that. on. But we'll see. It'll definitely be interesting. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely excited for this all to be over so we can resume life as we know it. But it's going to be interesting to see how things have changed.
1: And then we can uh, film in the same room.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's... This
1: on, a, on a positive note, uh, I do have a movie recommendation for you. So you do have okay. Disney+. Plus. You're going to need to sit down and watch Onward. Because okay. what is Onward that? is Chris Pratt and Tom Holland it was in theaters they pulled it from theaters because of the uh, virus when they closed and they put it right on this to disney plus you're i I will bet any amount of money that you're gonna cry because uh onward is basically like a frozen for guys it's about two brothers what happens is their dad is dead he uh the youngest son never met him. The oldest son knew him for a few years. Has a couple memories with him. So this takes place in a um in a, like a Game of Thrones type world. These there's yeah. like elves and I just horns pulled it up on Google. Forgets, yeah, everyone forgets magic. Magic doesn't exist because of the invention of electricity and this and that. So okay. uh, Chris Pratt still thinks magic exists. Um, he's you know like, viewed as a crazy person. And what happens is it's uh, Tom Holland's character's 16th birthday, and their father leaves them something to open when they're both, you know, the age of 16. They open it up. It's the staff, it, by the way. No, no, this is all in the trailer. Oh, okay, this is all like the first five minutes. Okay. Yeah, so I'm not gonna spoil anything. But anyway, they found this staff that was their dad's, and it's a spell to bring him back to life for one day. So they oh, try okay. this spell, and they bring back half of him it's just his legs. So the movie's about, you know, trying to find what they need to bring the rest of him back because he's only going to be there until sunset.
0: Oh, that's so, awesome. So it takes place over the course of so, one day.
1: Yeah. And the whole movie is just this brotherhood between the two of them. And, you know, you having a brother, I you're going to cry because it's like you, all the things that they do, you're going to be able to relate to them. Uh-huh. And it's just uh it's a genuinely unique and, uh, just it's a good movie and I, I really think you'd enjoy it
0: all right i'll watch that all right here's here's the podcast promise i will watch that and then you need to watch yes. either richard Jewell or uh joss mercy or both i would prefer both cuz they're both awesome movies and then we'll circle back and talk about
1: it yeah i 100% agree i'm going to uh, i think i'm leaning towards richard Jewell, but it's going to come down I to i think whatever Emily. Is.
0: i think you'll like richard Jewell more um I don't know though because you're a history fan. So this is the Just Mercy takes place. You know, in in it's a true story. It's you know about um, you know racial inequality and things like that. So it's and like how you know the criminal justice system is definitely biased. Um, and it's right. a true story. So it's really, really, I like, really, uh, really uh, good. I'm very familiar with. Richard. And Richard because Richard's of a true the, story too. Um... So.
1: Yeah, I know, that, and yeah. I really like Clint Eastwood movies. Clint, I dude, Clint Eastwood
0: is my favorite director of all time. Seriously, Gran Torino, amazing. Richard Jewell, amazing. Even The Mule. I don't know if you watched The Mule. That, I have not seen The I, Mule. I think he direct, He acted in it. I think he directed it too, but that movie is amazing. I think it got mixed reviews, but I really enjoyed it. I just love Clint Eastwood's uh, style. It's great. I agree with you on that. He but did a, uh,
1: He did a, a couple other really good movies that um, – you know that he directed he uh he has a very good track record with um being a director which is you know has an awesome career yeah richard Jewell. i just looked up the mule 1517 to paris oh this is the one that i really liked uh
0: sully oh dude sully, sully was amazing oh yeah yeah great movie very underrated yeah, so i feel like it's not it, talked about a lot it, um, he i didn't know that he directed Sully. not
1: and if you look at- I didn't either, and so I just looked. But if you look at the movies that uh, Clint Eastwood directed, he's a he's a patriot. He loves America. He directed well, American he Sniper, Sully, Fifteen Seventeen to Paris, which was about that. Um, you know, you know what Fifteen Seventeen to Paris is about, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But didn't he serve? I think he served in uh, in the army. I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure, but that did. A I'm sure that he's very pro
1: guy. Yeah, he have flags sure he of our, our fathers. He did a lot of. Um, he did a lot of pro-America, you know, patriotic movies. he's
0: yeah, like, yeah, 88 kind of years old. He Dude, he's eight, look, let's sink in for a second. He, he directed uh, Richard Jewell, which came out last year or this year, whatever. He's 88 years old. That is freaking insane. But, um and Richard we, Jewell got, you know,
1: pretty decent ratings across the board.
0: Oh, it's, a, it's, all I'm serious. These, it's amazing. I really, really, really liked it. Yeah, there's not a bad Clint Eastwood movie out there that I know of. Um, But we just hit Fifteen.
1: Yeah, I mean, we had a lot to talk about. I'm really excited yeah. to move forward with this. I hope that other people listening find our conversations as interesting as uh, as I do.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're gonna have some uh, we're gonna have some guests on and stuff like that. Probably, it's, it, I mean, me, me and Chris are gonna, definitely going to be the main two that you guys are going to hear from. But we'll definitely have some guests on and get some other fresh perspectives on everything. And if there's anything, any movie suggestions, TV suggestions, any life suggestions, whatever you guys. Um, listening, want us to check out or talk about, let us know and we'll definitely touch base on it. Um, Look forward to bringing some more episodes. Hopefully this will be a weekly Mm -hmm. thing. We don't have much else to do during this time. And then I look forward to when we can actually go face to face and record an episode in person. It'll be different. It'll be a lot, a lot more fun. I think it'll be better.
1: Yes. And I hope that um, eventually we can record all this on video as well to have a video podcast, put it up on YouTube.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think now with Zoom, it kind of sucks because there's a lag and things like that. So we're gonna hold off on the video stuff now. But when we're together, we could definitely make a little makeshift studio and have some uh, some cool Legos that you spent a hundred thousand dollars on, and some Funko Pops that you make from your three D printer that we can uh, <laughs> that we can uh, set up.
1: Yes, yeah, I'm excited. This is uh, yeah, this is something we've been wanting to do for a while. I'm, f- I'm glad we finally sat down and did it.
0: Yeah, me too. I will uh, talk to you probably in two seconds when we end the podcast, and then we will yes. <laughs> talk about when we were going to get together and shoot the next uh, next episode. So I don't know where this is going to yeah. be. I don't know if this is going to be on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever. We got to figure all that out. But whatever it is, leave a review on whatever it is and give it five stars if you can. I don't even know if that's possible on the platform we're going to put it on. But appreciate you guys listening to the Chips for Lunch podcast. Jeez.